This is Alan Cook. I'm excited to welcome you to my latest podcast called How Great Shall Be My Joy. I am delighted to have on the phone from the Boston area my my new, and I'm going to have her probably tell me what the exact term is. She just married my nephew a few months ago, and I don't know if that makes her my niece-in-law or whatever, or my niece or whatever, but I am delighted to introduce you to Alyssa Brobin Cook, who... I'm thrilled to have on the podcast with me today to talk a little bit about her conversion story that's happened over the last maybe number of months, maybe a year or two. But Alyssa, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Alan. Thank you so much it's for a, having me. It's a, it's a joy to have you on here. I have to tell you, folks, she worked today in the medical profession from about 5 a.m. until about 8 p.m. So she's had a long day, and she is a very kind angel to let me talk to her for a few minutes tonight about her story. (laughs) Can you just tell everybody, Alyssa, a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and how you ended up in Boston, etc.? Sure. Um, I grew up in the Boston area. I grew up just outside Boston my whole life. Um, And then... I went to Harvard for college, and I've kind of still stayed in the area since then, and I met my husband at college, and we currently live together right outside Boston still. Um, We're planning to stay here for the next little bit. Awesome. So your parents, are your parents from Brazil originally? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're both from Brazil, different parts of Brazil. They met here in the U.S., but they are both Brazilian. Wonderful. How did you first hear about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? I mean, I think the first time I ever heard of it, like heard the words, were in history class in elementary school. It was, you know, one of the bolded terms in our textbook was like Joseph Smith in the 1800s as part of the unit on the westward migration in the U.S. Um, that was when I first heard of it, but that was, I didn't really learn much about it. But that was when I first heard of it. And I really started learning about the church um, my junior year of college when my now husband invited me to come to church to watch him to watch him give a talk, and then I was really interested, and I kept learning, and I eventually took missionary lessons and ended up deciding to be baptized in uh, February 2019. Were you, were you raised? Oh, I'm sorry, February 2020. Yeah, okay, so about eight or, eight or nine months ago, something like that, yep. right? Okay. Yep, that's right. Were you raised in a particular religion? Yeah, my parents are Catholic, and I did go to a Catholic uh, elementary and middle school, um, but we weren't, my family wasn't very, um, like, firm in the Catholic faith. We didn't go to church every Sunday. We didn't talk much about church at home, but I did have that Catholic education at school, and I, I think that really made an impression on me more than my home life is where I learned about believing in God and believing in Jesus Christ as our Savior and learning about his sacrifice and learning that the scriptures are um, are God's God's word for us to read. That's, that's a good way to say it. You, when you spoke um, a couple of weeks ago, you shared your conversion story in a church meeting there in the Boston area, and you talked a lot about how God is a God of miracles. And I thought that was a brilliant and inspired theme that you would pick. Would you talk a little bit about why 
that was your theme. Yes, definitely. Um, I picked that theme because that realization that God is a God of miracles is what like, really made an impression on me and really made me want to make the choice to be baptized and join this church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because never before in my life, um, before getting involved in the church, had I ever felt that God was so interested in me and so involved in my life. And leading up to my baptism, I went through several difficulties with my family um, not supporting my decision to join the church. And just keeping the faith with the help of my now husband who kind of showed me the ropes on like how to pray and ask for people's hearts to be softened and ask for the strength to keep going. Um, going through that process and actually seeing results, seeing God intervene and you know, seeing my family completely flip 180 degrees and supporting me the day before my baptism. And that was the first really big miracle I ever experienced in my life. And it was really amazing. And then after that, there were more kind of similar situations with my family, specifically my mother, not supporting my decision to do things that she didn't approve of for me. And me sticking with it, praying to God, confirming that it was the right thing to do. And then eventually her mind changing, her heart softening. And I know it was God doing that. I know it was him acting for me. Um, and that's why I chose that theme, because I've never experienced anything like this before. And once I started experiencing it, I knew that you know, God was with me and he would never leave me alone. And I know I found his true church um, because, um, because of everything that it teaches about God's like such utter care for individuals, how he knows each of our struggles individually, how he knows all of us by name, how he knows what we're all going through. I really haven't seen that in any other churches I've learned about. But, but you obviously have a very strong testimony or belief in in miracles, having seen it up so close with your conversion. I, I thought that was a wonderful theme for you to pick. And it made me think of some of the scriptures in the Book of Mormon that talk about how God is a God of miracles and miracles haven't ceased, you know? Yeah. And, and I thought it was a, a, a terrific idea. You mentioned my wonderful nephew. I have to ask you, just because I'm curious, just just how cool is this guy? I mean, I know he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the coolest. Uh, sometimes he doesn't think he's that cool, but I reassure him, oh, no, you're pretty cool. You're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you admire most about him? Oh, gosh, there's so many things I admire about him, but I, mean, I think I really admire, um, he really exemplifies the, um, the trait that we, we learn about in the Book of Mormon, which is, oh, how is it worded? Uh, submitting cheerfully to God's will. He's really, uh, he really exemplifies that trait. He knows that sometimes challenges are thrown our way, but if we keep doing what we're supposed to do and keep being patient and keep trusting that God is there for us, that we'll get the relief that we need. And it's that kind of attitude that really helps me through those difficult times. He, uh, when I came up there, I would guess it's maybe a couple of years ago, 
he took me on a tour of Harvard and took me around the campus and showed me the freshman dining hall and showed me a, just a bunch of the library and a Gutenberg edition of the Bible, I think it was. And I was just, we've always kind of been in awe of him because he's the first person in our family, I believe our extended family, that's gone to Harvard. And of course, we're all very proud of that. But he has a wonderful kind of silent humility about him Oh yeah. that is terrific. And one of the things I've always admired about, in fact, one of the things I kind of look for in people who are really smart and really accomplished is that they don't really talk about how smart or accomplished they are. They, uh-huh. they don't need to. There's kind of a humility there that just says, I'm, I'm doing my best, I'm trying my hardest, and I like what I'm doing, and I don't need anybody's attention or approval. You know, I'm not, I'm not in it to get attention for myself. I'm in it to learn, and I'm, I'm, I like where I am. And that kind of approach to a really good education and a really talented uh, guy, which is what you have there, has always been impressive to me. So I like, I like your uh, your description of of submitting to God's will and submitting. Would you say gently? Was that right? Cheerfully. Cheerfully. That's right. Submitting cheerfully to to what happens to you in life. You mentioned also in your testimony that the challenges don't stop, but that God is with you and is going to help you through further challenges. In other words, just because you joined the church doesn't mean you now have the perfect life and all your problems have gone away, right? Yeah, that's right. I sure don't. (laughs) (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about kind of why, why people should stay in the game even though more challenges are coming? You seem to have a belief that you're going to be able to handle these challenges maybe, I don't know if you say a little bit better or a little bit maybe with God on your side a little bit more or something, but would you talk a little bit about that kind of process? Sure, yeah. Um, we definitely keep getting challenges even after we've like seemingly overcome like the big hurdle in our life. Sometimes it kind of feels like our life is a movie and it's all building up to this like epic final battle and then once we get over it, then the rest of our life is just going to be happily ever after. But that's not the way... God's plan works for us. Our whole point of being here on earth is to learn and grow and come back to God at the end of it. And the only way we can do that is by experiencing challenges and difficulties. And they might be of different sorts than the ones that we overcome earlier in our lives. And they're all meant to teach us something new or to reinforce something that we've already learned. So I think that Like, my first challenges with joining the church were kind of a test or a way for me to strengthen my testimony in God and my testimony in the Book of Mormon at all. And after that, it it was just reminders that being faithful in trying times um, pays off. Being faithful in trying times um, can help you have the hope you need to keep going even when you want to give up. Even when you think nothing good is coming, if you have hope um, that something good will come, it's going to come eventually. That hope comes from the Holy Ghost. The hope comes from the Holy Ghost who, who tells us that something good is coming, that tells us the, the suffering is kind of worth enduring or worth keeping with um, to the end. So, yeah, I would say that 
it's important to note that we should expect that we should keep receiving challenges in our lives, but we're by by choosing faith and choosing to be in the church and practicing the faith, we're equipping ourselves with the tools to handle anything that that might be thrown at us. Like I always loved the idea of of being equipped with the tools to be able to handle any problem. That's why I really liked chemistry and decided to major in it in college because it was the science that equipped you to be able to handle like any questions that might come up in biology or physics. It was a really good like basic toolbox. And I feel like a similar way about um, like participating in church is that, um, you know, it equips you with these tools to to overcome any challenge that might come your way, even if it's of like a different type than you've experienced before or if it's of something similar to what you've experienced before. That's, that's, yeah. really, that's really well said. You may have, I had two other questions I wanted to ask you. You may have just answered the next one. Let me just tell you what that question was, and you can add anything else you want to to this, but you may have just answered it. And that okay. is that we kind of live in a society that tends to be pulling away from religion right now. And going to church. I mean, there's a lot of other things people are doing on the weekends than going to church. And you're doing the opposite. And I was going to ask you, why is that? You Is there anything else you want to add to what you've already said that uh, answers that question? I don't know what else I can add other than it just feels like the right thing to do. It's only brought me blessings and joy. It's never hurt me. And I think it it just really centers my life um, to have this like routine and this commitment that I'm following every weekend. That's all I would add to that. What, I'm going to insert one other question here. What role did the Book of Mormon play in your conversion? Um, I think the Book of Mormon played a role in my conversion in that it just um, it provided another source of scriptures, another source of like the holy word of God. And, you know, it's known as being a bit clearer and easier to understand in writing style um, than the books of the Bible. So it was kind of nice just reading it. Like, it was a good experience reading it. Like, I enjoyed thinking, like, oh, I can be part of this church that has this nice, uh, easier-to-read book. But it does have... Um, a really like cohesive theme of these peoples who are in the America going through these cycles of becoming prosperous and close to God and then becoming prideful and falling away from him. And I really appreciated like how like God decided to teach us about you know like the the cautionary tale of like not letting history repeat itself through this book, um, the Book of Mormon. So, yeah, I, I mean, other than just enjoying the book for what it is, for the lessons it contains, I prayed a lot about it and thought about a lot, a lot about it, and it was, like, the first time in my life I had kind of questioned, like, okay, God, like, are, are these things true? Did this book really come from you? Um... Do I trust this as something that you gave to us, or was it something that man created um, to serve himself? And it was the first time in my life I'd ever gotten 
an answer. Um, I mean, it was the first time I ever asked that question, but I also got an answer in that it was true. It came from God. Um, it wasn't invented by man just to serve himself. And, I mean, it was a pretty amazing experience when that happened. So That's wonderful, and that's, yeah. that's, that's very well said. You have a, you have a really good command of, of expressing your thoughts and a very clear way of doing it. It's, it's fun to listen to you. Here's your, here's your last question I wanted to ask you. Is there anything you want to tell others who are looking for more joy and answers in their life based on what you've been through the last year or two? Yeah, I would say um, my, my biggest piece of advice is to like just try it. Give it a chance. Even if you have a lot of voices in your life telling you not to, you don't have to start off like right off the bat being super proud and loud about your new interests. Um, you can start small, just reading on your own, praying on your own, talking to a few close people um, that you trust that are either in the church or not in the church, but will kind of love you unconditionally. And as you start to practice these things and learn more about them, you can start to gain the confidence you need to kind of like share your joy with others. And you will experience joy and you will experience blessings from, from putting in this effort. That's what I've learned is that if you just try, you'll be rewarded. That's very good. That's a, that's a great way to end. I want to thank you very much for your time. I know you've had a long day and it's been a joy to just observe this from a distance and just to listen to you. I do have to tell you, in kind of wrapping up, I was doing a junk removal job when you guys were about to get married and we pulled in. I think you were going to get married at a, like, let's say two o'clock or something. And, and it, I had a job scheduled at three and I was actually, I pulled up early to this lady's appointment and I was on Zoom and I was, you know, just ex really excited to watch your wedding. And the lady came out and met me and my buddy out in the driveway. And she said, oh, I'm so glad you're here. And I said, my, take my friend here, take Butch, show him what needs to be done. I'm attending a wedding in Boston right now. I'll be with you in about 20 minutes. <laughs> and she said, what? And she said, what? <laughs> she was very understanding. And I just kind of said, you know, some things you just have to stick around for. And this is one of them, and I don't want to miss this. So yeah. I, I just want to congratulate you on everything. I, I think what you're doing is marvelous. Tell my awesome nephew that I love him and, and love you too, and I just am thrilled to have you as a part of our family and thrilled to have you as a part of my podcast. All right. Thank you so much for having me, Alan. You this are was welcome. Great. Have a great night. I'm going to play about 30 seconds of music, and we're done. Thanks again very much. I look forward to seeing you. Okay. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.